Hey everybody, welcome to the Designated Survivor After Show. We're going to be breaking down episode 2, the first day. Find out what happens when Kiefer Sutherland, we mix that with Michael Klaus eating three bags of popcorn. It's going to be exciting. Let's find out. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes. There are more survivors and we are, whoa. <laughs> Look at this. Uh-uh, we're breaking it down here on that Designated Survivor After Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV's Designated Survivor After Show. We're breaking down the entire season of Designated Survivor. Second episode just aired on ABC this evening. Uh, we're breaking it all down. We got most of the panel united here tonight. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Michael Klaus, you can follow me on Instagram at MichaelKlausTV, on, twi- on Instagram mm. at TheOnlyMC, on Twitter at MichaelKlausTV. They all blend together. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Renee Ariel, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. And check out my blog, Cat's Lipstick LA. I just posted a new article, How to Survive Someone Not Liking You. Oh my. Wait, <laughs> always these great topics. I got to check it out. Everybody, please read that blog. Please. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, always, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop on the chat. Right now, you see the swanky, cool iPad set up there that Michael Klaus has. Yeah. My goodness, right there. He's got the chat running we right got there. The chat. We got several people talking. One of the biggest things they're talking about is the congresswoman. They think she's dirty. They think she's trying to take over. Oh, man. I don't, I don't know about that. I, well, I guess we'll get into that in a second. But, as always, resident statistician for the Designated Survivor After Show, Michael Klaus has got some hot, got hot some viewing numbers. Got some that I was reading up on this week that this show actually was the had the biggest gain for viewers post-premiere. So the people who DVR'd it, who watched it then in the day or two following, it actually had a total of 15.28 million viewers total. And Whoa. about 5 million of those were people who watched it in the day or two afterwards. It's the biggest jump for any show in the first week for the 2016-27 season. So a lot of people tuning in. Obviously, a Kiefer Sutherland a big draw. I'm sure that people wanted to see what his next... 24 type role would be you sure it's not those leo fans they're really getting enticed by that oh, presidential that sun storyline thankfully sun? tune in thankfully this episode did not have much leo action but what little they had much. was yeah <laughs> mm. as we get to that point in my notes i wrote 86 this storyline please yeah so. my favorite part was when he walked out of the room <laughs> oh, good times sadly he came back and <laughs> Uh, but we'll break down the episode starting at the beginning there. We start in the ruins of the Capitol building, uh, basically kind of where the last episode left off there. And Hannah Wells is talking to Deputy Director Atwood there, kind of trying to fill her in on what her suspicions are about what's happened. There, That is the consistent theme kind of throughout is uh, she obviously believes it's not Sakaar. Uh, he believes it is. I don't think anyone actually uh, does believe it's Sakar. I mean, you guys, you don't think it's Sakar. I think that's really what no. they're trying to throw out there is that, oh, it's 75%. Yeah, and everyone's like, it's not. No way. No, I feel like that would be too easy. And it feels like this dud that they found. Uh, it, I think the reason that it has so many different components from so many different countries is the idea that it want to, makes it, want to make it as hard as possible to identify a single source. Like, it, we can prolong yeah. that investigation forever. It's easy to hide if you just you throw in a bunch of different components from different My countries. My question is, are they trying to make the lead FBI guy seem bad? Because <laughs> in cases where they're looking at who to trust and who to not trust. So obviously, uh, we are trying to get um, 
Hannah Watts, you know, Maggie Q. We're trying to trust Hannah. That's the theme yeah, that it's like we want her to view her as a good person. She is, you know, sorting through the facts and everything and realizing that it's not Sakar, that it's probably someone else. We're view, wanting to view her as a good person. Are we wanting to view the main guy as a bad guy that he keeps forcing maybe this issue like like the general so okay not like the general no not as bad not i i honestly think he's just trying to do his job um not the general the other guy what is his name is it jason atwood is that that guy yeah jason atwood i think he's honestly trying to do his job i think they want an enemy they want it right away they want answers they don't have them there's all of these like little puzzle pieces they're like well it's probably this person 75 percent chance it's this person they don't have another lead so they want to go to that because that's the easiest way to the easiest and quickest solution for them but i i'm confused because this terrorist isn't just framing like one group they're trying to make it very difficult to figure it out why not just frame one terrorist group and then so then they get away with it they they obviously have like a bigger plan i just i think it's so weird that they're throwing in all of these other components to throw them off instead of just framing someone else yeah and a bomb that was found in afghanistan that could be used by the russians but had a pakistani trigger iranian parts a lot of bad names in that group. No, that's true. I, I mean, I think any situation like this, any kind of uh, major public catastrophe or event that happens like that, people are quick to rush to judgment, want to assign blame. You've got public pressure. You've got pressure from within the, within the government, and there's not even that much of a government left. Yeah. But uh, you're mm-hmm. having pressure from all sources for people to try to just get an answer as quickly as possible. And that forces or makes people want to just do the easy thing, where I'll just blame somebody that looks like that that low, that low-hanging fruit. You're just going to yeah. grab that. Side note, I wonder when they're writing something like this, how careful they are of countries that they throw in. Obviously, anyone who, your first thought when you hear Pakistan, Iran, not good. But I wonder how much the writers of this show are thinking like, okay, how much do we bring Russia into this? Can we, you know, we don't want to you know, really make it so that everyone in the U.S. hates Russia, but you're kind of incorporating Russia in with Iran and Pakistan, which is not a good group to be in. This no, is something that I'm thinking about off the top of my head. Not true, but I feel like you want to make it as true to life as possible. Oh, and yes. so, I mean, those are just uh, potential candidates. If something were to happen, at least they would be in the the, the topic of the conversation. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah, I so, get that. Yeah, I yeah. can understand that. Uh, now we have... Uh, uh, Aaron, uh, good old. Well, he's not quite. He's vying Aaron. for his chief of staff. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but it's like uh, a we teacher's g- pet. <laughs> <laughs> we get him hanging out with Tom because Tom is just getting up, uh, getting dressed, ready to go out back into the West Wing, and you can see the, new, the news reports from his speech the night before did not go over very well. I found it was an interesting dynamic right off the bat, where it seemed to end last week with more positive, and we were you know feeling confident, and then this week it starts out on a low again. Yeah. I mean, we see him walking through the the, uh, the White House, the West Wing and stuff, and you just see some of the other staffers there are just really just freaking out, panicking, not sure what to do. They don't feel very reassured at all. They're not sure about yeah. time. Yeah. They, they realize, what do we do? Our boss walk, could be dead. The walk of worry. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that would make sense, I think, at this point in the show. I, w- I would be concerned if that wasn't the case right now, if people weren't worried and confused and, like, questioning if this guy should be president because mm-hmm. it all happened so fast. I mean, this happened yesterday. Like, uh, the world, the country just flipped around. Like, that's insane. So... I get where they're coming from. I do love the, when he was doing the speech in the beginning and they were getting all of the different reviews. It just felt like 
those terrible YouTube comments that you get, like, on your video, <laughs> yeah. but just, like, over and over and over again yeah. from different news sources. It was rough. It was. I mean, I guess, you know, as we've been talking about last week, I mean, what he has going against him is that he has, he's only an academic. So yeah. he has mm-hmm. no real government mm-hmm. experience at all. So I feel like that's that's what everybody's just going to use the, as an easy way to just uh, blame him and, and kind of uh, mm-hmm. bring him down a little bit. Uh, but Aaron says, hey, guess what? You're going to go to the Oval Office. We're going to have a little briefing for you. It's going to be pretty much a little crazier than anything you've been used to. Oh, and, yeah, I'm yeah. good. Certainly it is. I mean, it, everybody's in there trying to just yell out their opinions, get the president's attention, telling him what they need. he needs to do. Did you guys like that scene? I didn't like it. Yeah, it was whatever. It was, a, too, it was too fake. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I agree with you that. You tell me you wouldn't, he's trying to, the president is trying to yell and nobody is listening. And then they don't notice until he like shuts the door. I don't even think he yeah. slammed the door. It was kind of just the door shut. Yeah, that was a little too fake for me. I'm going to be a little tired if, at least for these next few episodes, they always do something where he kind of gets overwhelmed and then needs to go away <laughs> and then like take a breath and breathe and maybe possibly puke, maybe not, but he just needs to like, I need to be away and I just need to check in with myself. Maybe he should just like count to ten. You don't need to leave the room. <laughs> it's a little dramatic, Tom, you know? it's. Uh, I'm waiting for him and I thought it might happen this episode, and I guess it does a little bit. He always has those little moments where he kind of steps up and shines, and he shows those yeah. people. He shows everyone around him that he has the potential to be a leader, but ultimately it seems like every episode is like him being beaten down, and then he has to finally kind of re- rise up for that little moment at the end of each episode. I feel like I'm I, only two episodes episodes in, and I'm seeing that kind of same kind of arc for each episode. You know I what I? That's not the do case. you know what I just realized? What? I'm looking at President Kirkman. And I am seeing a, a Frank Moran, a young... Oh! Is, is anybody out there else seeing this right now mm. on the chat? We got the glasses. Mm. The hair is very similar, like You should shorts. get matching glasses for this show, just I for should. this after show. I'm, oh. I'm literally just... Do you see it? You know, I actually have a pair of glasses that are kind of similar to. Actually, I should wear those. Wear I mean, the wear, dress like him. Wear like the wear the zip up your sweatshirt. He oh, did that, right. and then he wears. Yeah, you can look just like him and kind of look like this. You're like wearing a, a similar sweatshirt yeah. and a picture. <laughs> People, oh this my is God. unmistakable. Do you, you have go. inside knowledge of this show? I do, guys, and but I'm pretending to be dumb so as to not spoil it for you guys. <laughs> Thank you wow. so much. Yeah, absolutely, I really appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> what is TV? I don't understand. What is happening? Uh, but as Tom is struggling with that, there's also people around the country that are struggling as well. And in fact, in Michigan, there's a lot of violence that's happening right there. A lot of the Muslims, Muslims are being rounded up uh, by the police department there. Uh, a lot of aggressive interrogation techniques. Uh, as you, we- yeah, that certainly was, uh, you know, throughout the episode, um, kind of the the difference of what they would say. The difference, good comparison throughout, uh, which they really tied in at the end between... Uh, the president in Sakar and the governor and the Muslims of two different types of actions where the governor in Sakar is very much standoffish of like, we got to wait to see what the evidence brings in. We're not rushing to judgment versus the government, the governor, sorry, in Michigan and the Muslims of, you know, what we're going and acting right away. And they really tie it together at the end and you almost look at like, it almost showed probably what would have happened had the president rushed in with Sakar. Well, I think that is encapsulated by Seth's line is there as the president and his uh, envoy are heading over to the Capitol building where Seth says, in a time of tragedy like this, uh, people either love their fellow human or they fear them. So yes. I, they really see the two line. sides. Yes. Great yeah. line. Uh, but that, that was just interesting just the, throughout, the, throughout the episode what the kind of focus was 
and two options for the same you know type of reasoning. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like Governor uh, Governor Royce is definitely operating from a place of fear. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just chill. <laughs> Seriously, I did like on his small little thing was that I, I did like the tie undone, and I noticed the with uh, oh his tie with, was undone. Where he didn't he didn't have the top button buttoned. And I, and I pay attention to that even with, you know, President Kirkman of when he's going to the bomb site and he doesn't have, he's like, you want to wear a tie? And he's like, it's not an official event. Like that. Yeah. I wonder, you know, why, even in the beginning when he was throwing on the suit and it's like, at a certain point, you need to just, everyone, you need to wear what's comfortable, throw on a pair of jeans. Obviously you need to be respected, but you're, it's work time. Yeah, but, so, and that's something that drives me crazy because I feel like some people like that, that easy thing for them to say is like, you didn't wear a tie to this. What kind of president is this? Like, yes, that's what I you're worried it. about? That's yeah. what you're worried it. about? Come on. I know. I like, hate it. I won't get too involved. Even like this election, like so many people focus on like little things like fashion. I just don't think that should be the focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just And then in the show. Yeah. <laughs> lead the country well. I don't care how you dress. Yeah. Sweat, that doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. I'm fine. If you're leading the country well, wear whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, if you want to have a, a president needs a cabinet, and uh, as uh, they want him to name a uh, chief of staff, and he's like, no, no, I'm not going to hold off. I'm going to hold off on that. I need a cabinet before you worry about a chief of staff. <sighs> so he wants Aaron and Emily to team up on that. You're not liking that? You don't like that? Uh, I think he needs to make a pick. I think they're, ob- they're obviously doing that for the show to keep the drama going between Aaron and Emily, but I think a president would... In that, in any situation, because I'm a realist, so I'm looking at the show, and I'll I'll say this for the you know the next several episodes of everything that I do with the show, I look at from a realist perspective of like, would this really happen? How would this you know really work? I think by this point, he would nominate a chief of staff. You would think that they're, it, reorganizing a government is such a monumental task that you would want that chief of staff right next to you because yes. you can't yeah. do everything yourself. Yes. You gotta have somebody so, else making things happen for so you. So I feel like that's something that is almost too like forcing the plot. So for yeah. you guys, I mean, you look at uh, Aaron. Of course, he knows the White House more. He's been involved with that. But you have Emily, who knows Tom better. Who and do you think is a better chief of staff? Emily, for him? I don't Emily. trust Aaron. Aaron's a shady guy. I don't trust him. I don't trust his motives. I, I, I don't know. I would not. I would not trust him in that position. I think he needs to like, go do something else for a while. Ben says co-chief of staff. Emily or Ivan says Emily for chief of staff. But isn't like the co-chief of staff? That's like when you you like uh, co-quarter uh, co- yeah. That's co-quarterbacks. Like you can't have a co-quarterback. Yeah, you got to choose one. You got to. One's like a QB one. Sorry, you got to go with that. Uh, but I feel like with Aaron, I'm kind of curious because, I mean, he, he has these little clandestine meetings with the general, and I can't quite tell if he's really in league with the general or he's kind of playing both sides against the middle. He's kind of hedging his bets. Hedging. I'm not sure. Yeah. I hedging. think he's trying to figure out what he what he wants to do, which is just so worrisome. Like, what is he going to pick? I mean, God forbid Tom does something he doesn't like, and he's like, well, I better go with the general. Like, this guy needs to be... Team president all the way. Needs to be on Tom's side. Should not be indecisive at this point. Playing politics. But, like, no, don't be chief of staff. Choose Emily. Emily's going to be team Tom the whole time. The whole time, I think. No, that's Mm -hmm. very true. I feel like the longer Aaron is around Tom, though, I think Tom's going to have more of those moments where he kind of shows that true potential. And so that could sway Aaron, but I I don't know. I feel like they haven't had any of those moments where Aaron was, like, taken aback, like, ooh, this guy, he's a leader. I, I haven't seen that yet. I mean, it could be coming. We're on episode two, so. <laughs> he obviously got to that position for a reason. We're it's just true. waiting to see what it what it is. 
Now, uh, we do have one little moment here in the episode that after all this, we have Cal uh, Penn, good old Seth, heading home, and he does get profiled by the police out there when in D.C. He heading into work. Oh, when he's heading home after work. Wait. Isn't he heading, isn't he heading home? Seth, no, right? It's, it's right yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah, we've walked him with his backpack and the police pull him over. Is he yeah, heading that's home? That's right at the beginning. He's, he's heading to, to work. work. He's going to work. He okay. just and then when he goes home. home, it happens again, kind and of. That, yeah, that set, the, that set the tone for obviously everything. And you hear, yeah. oh, Dearborn. And you're like, what's in Dearborn? And Dearborn ha- does have a very high pop- Muslim population. Uh, and so I was like, oh, is that where they're going with this? And obviously that, you know, is the whole uh, plot for the episode of kind of stereotyping and very prevalent even. Oh, yeah. To what is currently going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, you know, because it is, I mean, true to life, people are, that's happening to people every single day. And certainly as a, as a white man, I cannot, you know, speak to that at all. I have not had that happen to me. But I, I, I mean, I guess it's supposed to just really creep you out, just irritate you that that still is happening. Yeah. Today. Yeah, I mean, I'm Persian and I have a lot of Persian family. And like the one of the times that my family's racially profiled is when we're going through airports, typically. Because mm-hmm. like Persian guys are always... They always are, like, the random chosen one to yeah. get, like, the pat down. And, like, I've experienced that in my family. But, like, this is a whole new extreme yeah. of that. That's not even, like, those little things. And then to see it completely blown up like this is yeah. hard. And that's why I think even I was, yeah, not too much of a fan. Because I think that it's almost too over the top. And I, I know the point they were trying to make. Um, I think to an extent... This is going to sound really bad, but I want to be able to clarify myself. To a certain extent, some profiling isn't bad. In terms of, like, you can't act on it, but, like, keeping, you know, an extra eye open or an extra ear open. Obviously, when you start to infringe upon that person's rights in doing so, not good. But being being prevalent and knowledgeable about your surroundings... But it shouldn't be racial profiling. It should be profiling... in general, because they, I mean, regardless of race, there's weirdos out there, yeah. and there's oh, people yes. that shouldn't have guns and kill people that they shouldn't, and it, like regardless mm-hmm. of race, yeah. just but like you can't. That's the hard thing is because a lot of these people, even like serial killers, like you, you don't know it's them. They're the the average Joe, so that's why it's hard is because you you really can't tell who someone is. By like their race, you know, you don't know what they're capable of. By- no, and that's why it's like a, it's maybe like a, it's it's a very small piece of information. I figure anybody that's shady, regardless of their ethnicity, that's somebody you want to keep an eye on. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It could be a white guy just acting like a loony. I want Drives to, a yeah. van, watch. Yeah, it abs- absolutely. And that's why I mean that's why this episode you see him just beating this seventeen year old. Yeah, that you're was. Like, okay, how did what? that even? And you're arresting people like that. No, I know. it's like after uh, in World War II when they did that to the Japanese and they put them here in the U.S. They put internment the camps. Japanese in internment camps. And you no, not at all. That's not what I'm advocating for, certainly. But, you know, keeping that maybe, you're noticing something and just keeping that extra eye and ear open and maybe using it as a clue. Not necessarily a rush of judgment, but it's not good to be uh, knowledgeable about your surroundings and who is surrounding you. Yeah, I just feel like operating from a, a base of fear is just like, and that seems to be just the easy first inclination that people go to. Just when you operate from fear, I feel like that's when everything starts falling apart so quickly. I agree. Got to take a moment, check yeah. it in, check Do in with everybody. Research. Yes. Figure it out before you act upon it. Like, again, 
chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pull, it'd be like Tom Kirkman, everybody. Just relax. Relax. <laughs> yeah, relax. Leave the room. Take a breather. <laughs> yes. Come back to it. <laughs> now, uh, good old Tom Kirkman, he is a designated survivor. But we find out this episode, guess what? He's not the only designated survivor. Look at that. Uh, everything's yes. better in pairs. There you go. <laughs> so we find uh, Kimball Hook Stratton. She was the Republican candidate to be the designated survivor, which I didn't even know that the, the party would set up, a, like each party would set up their own designated survivor. I know. Or I, I don't know if there's a Democratic one. I, I assume not, because uh, they would have been introduced this episode here. So, uh, or an independent, whatever uh, Tom's side of it is. So I guess we have a Republican. But curious, like I, I don't yeah. know in terms of the line of succession, does is Tom because he's uh, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development? Does that make him higher up on the totem pole yes, than a, yes, than yes. a Congressperson? Yes, oh, he's uh, anytime you're in the cabinet year, you know, goes down with the cabinet. I think so. It's president. This is the top of my head. President, vice president, uh, then Speaker of the House, then uh, number four, I believe, is President Pro Temp of the Senate. No, 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 President Pro Temp of the Senate is the vice president. So then it goes, I think, Secretary of State is number four. Um, Secretary of Defense, I think, is number five. And then it goes down the list of the secretaries. I was hoping you were going to get down, because he said he's 11 on the depth chart. He's so I was hoping 11. you were going to get to it. So, I was hoping yeah. you were going to get me all the <laughs> way there. A, but after, yeah, you have the president, you have the vice president, you have the speaker of the house. After that goes, uh, starts with the uh, um, secretaries, I believe. Because I... The leader of the Senate is the vice president. And then president pro tem. after you get through the cabinet, that's when you get to the Congress, if any of those were people have to be around. So, okay, with that going, so good old Tom Kirkman, that's why he is your president, people. <laughs> that's what happens there. Uh, but they have a nice little chat. So, I mean, re- originally you may think like they may be uh, contentious right there, but as she kind of diffuses the situation, said, we're not Republican, Democrat, independent. We're all just Americans today. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to support you. I, in fact, I woke up this morning, had I prayed, I cried. Last time I did that was nine eleven. So we they really are making together. a lot of nine eleven comparisons. Yeah, how they could are. you not? Which, though? yeah, how could you not? True. Um, but at least for right now, there's no reason to think anything. Uh, well, I mean, interesting to see what Kimball's obje- objective is. Yeah, I, I don't know if I necessarily trust her. I think it's really easy to talk the talk, especially if you're in politics. So I'm not exactly sure how I feel about her. I also think that the scene they placed at the end was there for a reason. I just don't know what that reason is. Okay, here we go. Um, Uh, President, vice president, speaker of the house, president pro temp of the Senate, who is different than the vice president. So I had it right. I just thought it was the wrong person. Then secretary of state. Oh, secretary of treasury. Then defense. Then the attorney general. Then secretary of the interior of agriculture, commerce, labor, health and human services, how, housing and urban development. They, they say he's 13. Ooh, ouch. Okay. Um, right. Secretary of Transportation, of Energy, of Education, of Veterans Affairs, and lastly, of Homeland Security. Oh, interesting. I, I, well, inter- I, I would know. have thought Homeland Security is that low. But who do they say Sally Jewell was born in the UK and then, thus not eligible to become president? So that must... Oh, so she is the current Secretary of the Interior, but she was not born in the US, so can't become president so there gets rid of number eight well i guess she knows that she would never be picked to be the designated survivor she always gets to go to those uh big big (laughs) state of the union addresses so she said you know we'll get to that point you know we might as well jump in so we're talking about uh congresswoman coming in we meet her good 
person, bad person? What do you think? Because a lot of people in the live chat, and this is, I want to talk about this because a lot of people are talking about this. Do you think she will try to become president? Do you think she will try to uh, advance over Kirkman? It's tough to say because there's there's reasons that you could go either way with the story. I don't mean you could make her somebody that you know has mm-hmm. a, has her own agenda and is trying to make an end run around Tom to try to sabotage him to be that person, or she could be somebody that appears to be against him but is really working in his best interests. Who I don't know which ways the the writers might decide is a better story. I know because like at this point, if she's also against him and trying to take over, like how many people? It's like Tom against yeah. the world. Yeah. yeah. So I think that would be a little bit of overkill if they also have her trying to take his position. Uh, but again, I don't know because what's her? Where does she fit into the storyline? You know, like I get she's the other designated survivor, but where? How is she going to tie into the actual? Yeah. Plot what's of this what's show? her play? Yeah. What is her reasoning for thinking that she should be president? Obviously, with the general, he's like, I'm in the military, and this is a military situation that we're being attacked. This is why I think I should lead. But her, I don't really see her mm-hmm. angle, just a random... Well, yeah, she's been, a, she's been an elected woman. official, though. She's been yeah. elected to office, so mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, feeling she has more government experience. Yeah. Here's why I say that she is not, and I, I rewatched at the very end to see when she was Googling his name, and I think her thought process throughout the episode was, you know, I want to learn something about this guy, like everyone else who had no idea who he was. And she saw how he acted, and then she Googled his name to try to be like, I want to learn more about him. And had the first article that came up basically just said he uh, took over. And the second one, the headline was that he has a plan to advance the department. And I think that showed to her that he has a plan, that he is a planning man and that things will be okay because he's not just someone who just sits on his hands housing an urban authority. Okay, yeah, I'm just literally buying my time. It's a great title. No, he is someone who develops plans, who thinks things through and is a good leader. I'd go with that. I mean, I, I was thinking much the same thing. So I, uh, but you said it so much more eloquently than I could have. <laughs> I was developing it as I was saying it. So it I'm sounded good. I love it. I love it. I love it. But a lot of people on here are saying um, that they think she will take over, and people are saying, "Oh, could she be the VP?" We haven't. We don't have a cabinet. We don't have a chief of staff yet. So who knows what the VP would be? Um. No, that's a, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you haven't even thought about it. Yeah, he does need a vice president. I keep forgetting, like, yeah, that's a whole cabinet that he's got to fill yeah. inside there. Because, I mean... Uh, Lots to do. He can't, he can't be in that whole cabinet room as by himself, just, you know, <laughs> massaging his president chair. Mm, let me touch Why that. Why not? <laughs> I need to be alone. <laughs> yeah, right. That could be his room to go to when he wants to be alone. <laughs> Perfect. We solved it. You're welcome. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, and then, of course, we have, uh, as always, uh, our Scott Watch. Uh, we have Hannah taking a look at a picture of her and Scott before she oh, heads back in to get the debrief. Hannah. Yep, always. Uh, you know, are we gonna find Scott? I know Michael was very, very much thought that he Michael, kind do of. Do you think we'll find him? Here's the thing. Okay. Everyone out there, tweet me <laughs> at Michael Klaus TV. Comment on the live chat. Did they find Scott at the very end? No. I think that there's similarities oh. i oh looked my at that god people. not scott not middle-aged white man no his Michael hair was really way too long it was way too long in the front hanging down yeah that was, and I think, he was so much younger and, than scott and hannah argues for him and no, she, she argues that he needs to testify because i think 
she wants him in unison to prove that it's not Sakar. I just think she wants to find out who did it. So yeah. I think she's going to be like, maybe he saw something. Not because it's Scott. I think the first thing she's saying with Scott is like, oh my gosh, you're okay. I don't Let's know. go be together and not worry about all this other stuff right I'm now. I'm worried about Scott. I think Scott's gone. Yeah. Please be gone, Scott. I think it's uh, Scott. Wow. Can we make it confirmed though? Because I think Michael needs some closure. Yeah, otherwise, it's, there's no closure. Uh, <laughs> it's so possible. <laughs> um, or Scott did it. Ben Ben doesn't think it's Scott. No, it's not. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. You're a smart man. Man, there you I, go. I feel like Kirkman getting ganged up on by everyone. <laughs> well, one person that's not ganging up on him is his wife, Alex. And uh, we get a little moment there where... <laughs> Good transition. And, there you go. He and Alex are talking there in the uh, the Oval Office. And, of course, thank goodness we have to check in. How are the kids? How are Penny and Leo? Oof. All right. Roughing it. Here's yeah. A, are you guys disappointed that we didn't see Leo's drug money this episode with say uh, tease last episode? Yeah. Man. I mean, although in the last week's tease, they tease some stuff that is going to be shown in next week's episode. It looks like, like with the the reporter really laying into him and stuff. So I feel like that was a tease for this a uh, little bit of the season. But uh, well, let's just uh, well, we'll get right into it, Leo. I'm I'm over him. I'm absolutely over Leo. Please get rid of this guy. Oh. So, like, okay, you bratty little teenager, it's not you taking over to be a parent. It's called babysitting. Ugh. It's called if someone hired me to babysit or to have me watch my little, I don't have a little sister, but this is an example, yes. my little sister, and they're like, hey, the one thing where we want to make sure is that she doesn't watch TV, the whole time I'm babysitting her, my one job is to make her not watch TV. Like, that's babysitting. It's not parenting, Leo. Ugh. It's the what, worst. what she yes. said. I agree with you, Renee. This it was so. This character is irritating. I <laughs> it, it, I can't stand We're gonna get this. Get him kid. as a guest. <laughs> Please, yeah, man. That's why I, I, I'm sure the actor is delightful. Your character <laughs> is annoying as heck. I will I will say that. It's and, like uh, yeah, it's it's like those memes that say you had one job. I you know. had one that's job. Right. Oh Don't my god. Don't let her watch TV. This Boom. character. Call oh. from your drug dealer. Things change. <laughs> And uh, so basically, Tom, Alex, and some of the members of his uh, his kind of quasi staff are going to head over to the uh, the ruins of the Capitol building so he can walk around. And uh, Alex tells Leo, "It's like, hey, just make sure that Penny doesn't watch TV at all. That's all you got to do." And of course, Leo gets a phone call, walks away. Penny then just immediately turns on to yeah, the channel like and the just sits down. Like God to get also, technology. can we throw this out there though? How are you not going to have a Secret Service person watching her? Yeah, it's not like you're still the secretary of house and urban development and you're sitting at home alone you have the people at your disposal hey someone way more trustworthy than leo <laughs> watch the anyone girl. else in this house anyone, anyone raise your hand if you're available also like who even calls each other anymore like wouldn't they text for the drug deals is that proof is that why they don't do it i, I don't know like uh, michael knows Michael, what, what typically... From my for... experience, um, smoke signals <laughs> work Oh, that's good. Best. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Going pun, really pun old in, school. Pun intended. Nice. That's right. Uh, but when, of course, Penny does watch everything that happens down with Tom at the Capitol building, then Alex gets back to the White House and lays into Leo. Uh, it says, you know, they have their argument, as Renee was saying, about the parenting that's Leo's response. Alex says, it's you've got to job. Oh, my God. It's yeah, like, that's... I need you to grow up faster. Can you do that? Can you, can you be more responsible? And it's like, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Go well, away. You're the well, we're worst all... human. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all doing jobs that we didn't have yesterday or something. Yes. Like that. Great, uh, line. Great line. Just, this I do not see what any benefit that this Alex character has to the show or Leo. Oh, Le- but like, Alex, 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 Alex got away. Leo, please just send Leo away. Mm-hmm. Just I send like Penny Leo away. 
Like, if they'd kill off one character, I'd honestly, I'd just prefer Leo to be gone. Bring back Scott and get rid of Leo. Can we trade Scott for Leo? <laughs> Is Oof. that possible? You know, and it's like, I don't want... I, I don't want Leo to die because if he does, then everybody's going to be like dwelling on that. Just send Leo away. Yeah, like boarding school. Yeah, that's so nice. Send him to boarding school. Mm, that's far, great. Far away. Easy peasy. And, yeah. and then you know, and we just know that he's always alive and everything's well with him, but we never but we mention never him. Never see him. And we never talk him. about him. Yeah. Yes. We have the entire live chat against Leo, by the way. Yes. Oh, thank yes, you, live chat. Yes. Oh, this is—he's the pits. Uh, ben, kill off Leo. Yes, <laughs> Ben. Leo is the mastermind. <laughs> Leo's the man behind Maybe it all. Maybe a little too much. Uh, now, speaking of masterminds, the general thinks that they have the masterminds behind this plot. Uh, Al Sakar. They, they're seventy-five percent sure, given the bomb residue and everything, that is very similar to what Al Sakar would use. Al Sakar is a North African branch of Al Qaeda. Yes. Another bad word in there. You know, you're thinking Al Qaeda. Ooh, not good. There you go. And uh, the general, uh, trying to at least be a little bit more political, instead of being like you know just the angry yelling guy that he was last episode, says, no. "Hey, I respect what you did with uh, Iran last episode." Trying ep- to last get on week. his good side. Yes. So, yeah, he's but, manipulative. Oh, yeah. Not that was that was such like I, you did such a great. Thing, but just know if I'm coming to you now that I mean we really need to do this. <laughs> oh, okay, and uh, Tom to his credit says I, I don't want 75. percent I want 100. percent Give me 100. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Which I, I, I mean, it felt like he got a lot of people around the room where he said like you know don't you think I, I I lost people I want to get every one of these people that did it I want to rip them to shreds. How how much more? 25. <laughs> <laughs> percent Blank blank. <laughs> so uh, I I feel like. You know, I, in a situation where the government, I'm sure, you know, especially the general, he just wants to just start, you know, just attack somebody. Uh, I mean, and to a certain extent, I can't blame him because he's used to action. That's what he does. That's what generals do. They act. So for him to sit on his hands, he is constantly thinking that the enemy, whoever it may be, is gaining a leg up. Yeah, but the thing that's and so- that is that is their their mindset. So I'm not completely hating on him but yeah but i feel like like i want to think like in this day and age that given all the history that we've ever had where where we have jumped the gun on mm-hmm. assigning blame to people and organizations and whatnot and then uh regret it or find out later that that's not the case like you, you would think in this day and age take a moment Take a moment. I know this is a ca- catastrophic Take event. Take a Tom moment. Take a Tom moment. Ivan Kirkman went Jack Bauer. <laughs> he, did. he did. Yes. <laughs> he did. <laughs> uh, now, Hannah wants the deputy director to also share her thoughts about it as well, because he's going to come to the Capitol, uh, get a little debriefing from uh, uh, yeah. deputy director. And uh, it seems like the deputy director is a little reticent to share Hannah's uh, theories that it's actually somebody trying to cast blame on these other organizations. I think he didn't because she didn't have proof of any sort. It was kind of like a Mm -hmm. big theory that didn't have um, enough to really pitch to anyone. You know, like it's kind of like, well, we think because of all of these other factors that it could possibly be someone else that we have no idea who that could be. And we know you you have this one lead, but we're trying to say that can't be it, but we don't have another lead. You know, like it it wasn't enough. I do agree with her for sure. That is something to pay attention Mm -hmm. to and you don't want to go after someone who probably didn't do it. But at the same time, I do understand why um, Jason Atwood did not... not, uh, I wonder too if Atwood is thinking that he doesn't want to overwhelm the president because of the situation that he's in. And he gets overwhelmed very easily. Yeah, you don't want to give the president more information knowing that he's not used to any of this. So 
don't throw you know everything at him at once. Throw what you know, and let him make the decision. Because true, because at the ruins of the Capitol building, there's not really another room to retreat into, either puke or just kind of catch your breath. There's yeah, just, yeah. There's not a real place to hide for that. Uh, but as he heads out there, we find out it kind of cool. It's like you, know, you have two choices if you leave the uh, uh, the White House. It's either you go in the front with 13 car security there and a bulletproof vest on, or you can go out the back with a baseball cap on. Coincidentally, I was listening to Ryan Seacrest in the morning two days ago, I believe, and the president was on. Yeah, it was the day after the debate, so it would have been uh, no, it would have been yesterday, yesterday morning, and he was talking, and they said, "What is one thing that you will most enjoy?" about leaving the white house and he said going for a walk oh going for a walk yeah but then but i I mean it's not gonna be as easy as he makes it sound easier it's it's probably gonna be with little less intensity but he's still always gonna have secret service around him oh you are but he said just on like a saturday to be able to just go for a walk yes and not have to have he's like now he's like I'll say I want to go for a walk, and it's like, all right, two hours of Secret Service getting together. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen the episode with Obama doing, I think it's, oh gosh, comedians in the car getting coffee? Yeah. And, like, he couldn't really go anywhere. I mean, probably was pumped up a little bit for, like, television purposes, but, like, what? it's funny. They can't go anywhere, They just really. had to stay within the <laughs> confines of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah they had to, like, stay in the, in the limo, in the, yeah, like, the whole, mm-hmm. whole shebang. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, it was it's, fun episode. you Check have no... Private life, everything is public. No, very true. And I would imagine that gets old. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Especially yeah. yeah, yeah. After eight years of that, yeah, you yeah. just want to have a little bit of like, it's never going to be anonymity, but you want to feel like at mm-hmm. least you can get a little bit of your private life back. This mm-hmm. weekend, I'm going camping off the grid, getting away. President can't do that. If you were the president, Michael, you would not be able to do that. I would sneak away. Good example. Mm, all right. Uh, but you also find out what's really cool is uh, you get to find out what your Secret Service name is. I mean, of course, the president's called Phoenix, but he wants to know, hey, back before I was, I was uh, just a HUD guy. What was my Secret Service name? Do you think name? they have... I don't think he would actually have a, a name as that secretary. Glasses? I think that was kind of made up. Oh. That, I and I think only, like, I don't think he was high enough to have a name. Oh, well, that's very disparaging. That's of you. a little rude. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, his name was Kirkman. No, no, he has an actual name. No, you got to come up with a cool name. Yeah. It's got to be glasses. Code names. Yeah. All right. We real all have quick. code names for yeah, each other. Yeah. What are your what's your code name? Secret Service code name. What do you think it would be? For me? Yeah. Oh, I. That's you guys. All right. I go with. Uh, I'll go with abs. <laughs> that's abs. it. Abs. Cool. Yep. Why hey. is that, Frank? Come on, hey! Follow, stalk this guy on social media, man. Look at that; he's oh, rocking that. Why. He's rocking that six pack. He's not afraid to show it. Ugh. Yours would be Kirkman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got the last time I went camping. Uh, anytime you that just we, go we camping go, a lot. <laughs> I last time it was like three months ago or something like that. You and uh, um, <laughs> where we went was a hot springs. And everyone gets a nickname in our group. Like, you get a, a camping nickname that stays with you. And it was my first time with the group. And I did not have a nickname yet. And by the end, I got the nickname Daredevil because I jumped off a 60-foot cliff hmm. into a very unsafe body of water. And so I got the nickname Daredevil. And so maybe that can be mine. That's abs. We already, we already made it. You said it, it's up to us. So Well, you abs. guys didn't give me one, but it's fine. It's okay. It's whatever. I don't want to be a part of it anyway, so like, it's cool. <laughs> Uh, Michael, please. What? A name for Renee. We've all picked uh, one. Renee picked one for me. I picked one for you. Please. Cats? Cats. 
cats. Did you say you have cats, right? And that you're oh, wow. <laughs> cats. Yeah, Michael. I'll be cats. <laughs> cats. As cats is on the move. Don't you have Let's cat, go. Right? You have cats, right? Isn't that your blog? What's your blog again? What's your blog again? One more time. You're laughing. <laughs> Catflipstickla.com. Yes, yes, I, I knew. Almost comes up like you cats, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Cats, yeah. cats. We got people are saying uh, Klaus the camper or V-neck Klaus. V-neck Klaus. <laughs> I like a good V. I'm camping. What? Yeah, and camping. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> loves camping. Do you guys like camping? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, we do those uh, see that while uh, Tom's at the Capitol building he after he gets a debriefing there from uh, Deputy Director Atwood he comes out and realizes that hey maybe me wearing the bulletproof vest is not the best way to show that confidence about uh, the state of our country right now so he takes out the bulletproof vest I feel like yeah, he got a little respect for Mike in that moment I feel like Mike was like alright yeah this guy's willing to step up a little bit yeah uh, but then we get to a part that I don't really enjoy. He gets out. He gets like the little, uh, the 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 public good air. No, I want to say air horn, but the what, what is it? Oh, the, the uh, I don't know. Talking about bullhorn. Bullhorn. That's what it is. Thank you, Michael. Recreating Ross. the George Bush moment after nine eleven. There you go. Yes, another tie in to nine eleven. Uh, so as he's talking there, of course, they've got the press there as well. But everybody starts seeing on their phones popping up video of this young teen being uh, beaten by the police over in Dearborn, Michigan. And then it just takes a turn for the worse there. Okay. When you're watching a movie, a speech, a play, your phones are off. You don't, people never send me videos. Even if they're not off, you get videos and you start watching them. If you're in a news situation, you guaranteed are paying attention to that situation. Really? I I felt like, I was was like, guys, put away your phones. I was a television reporter for four plus years. So you know. Constantly, you're interviewing someone and you'll have an alert on your phone. And I was about to say that is totally this day and age. That there would really? be a CNN breaking news tweet with live video and someone would click on it and they would automatically start watching it in the press conference to be able to ask the president about it before he's even seen oh, it. Oh, but- I thought that was yeah. not believable, but that's good to know mm-hmm. that that is actually a real thing. The, no, that was all right. But like the thing that was just so frustrating and irritating about that moment is that they've seen the president walking all around the ruins of the Capitol, talking to people, addressing them. So he's probably getting this debriefing from the FBI uh, mm-hmm. deputy director Atwood. So he's probably been there you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. Uh, and then all of a sudden he's doing this speech and he's been talking for a few minutes and then all this video starts coming in and they're asking him right away, you know, what, what's the deal? Like he hasn't even seen this video yet. How do you mm-hmm. expect him to even have a comment of something he doesn't even know that's doesn't happening? Matter. You, well, you want to be, be the first, you want to be the first one to break the news. So irritating. You want to tweet it out, tweet out. And President says. You want to make him look bad probably too at the same time because he doesn't know any of this and then catching him off guard, that's already a story right there. President mm-hmm. know, doesn't know yep. what to do about this. He, like, it, it's, it's a new story in itself and the other part i didn't like is i'm tired of the cliche of there's somebody in the back of a pack and they're moving oh, towards president and they've always the, got the hand yep. in the pocket like just keep your hand out their phone there yeah and, and it's gonna wait till the very last second to pull out their phone like right? just like come on that that seemed irritating hey we saw from our other presidential show that we do together frank you guys do another yes. show together? that the president got shot by someone who had a gun here <laughs> yes, but I'm just saying that's just so. You can't tell me you're sick of that. And... Uh, I am sick of that. <laughs> that cliche of somebody always—that is too much of a trope to have. Like somebody's got their hand in their pocket. Frank Underwood got assassin got an assassination attempt. I just think no one carries their phone there anymore. 
Do you carry? Do you ca- I mean, I don't. I I, I have. I do purse, not carry it in like my upper jacket so. pocket. I mean, it's always you in carry my pocket. back pocket or front pocket. You guys have big pockets yeah. for I've, like pants. We have like tiny girl pockets. I would never back pocket myself on. I feel like I just sit on it and crack it or something. Really? A, a gun? Yeah. Would you have it in a? No, I, a my, my cell gun? phone. Oh, my, my cell phone. Not my. Yeah, not I'm a front pocket cell phone. Yeah. Yeah, not like a jacket pocket in no. here. Like, there's also pockets here. Like, there's so many options yeah even if i had a jacket on i would never put a cell phone in a jacket pocket yeah loser yeah come on let's get it together yeah you weirdos uh so tom gets rushed off and of course that looks all bad uh, as of course the news stories are saying later on in the episode like you know president kirkman's failure of uh of uh appearance over there at the mm-hmm. capitol building like no oh, all right sounds good guys way to just hate on the poor man i know <laughs> poor guy. also when he was in the car can i just say he was not pronouncing words and when he was talking he was talking like this yeah there was i thought it's like he he... said what he said um how can anybody be ready for this (laughs) just like that like his mouth barely open i'm like speak up (laughs) open your mouth when you're talking i was thinking that same thing i was like did he have a stroke what happened it was not like his mouth (laughs) was just like "Mm." Like that. <laughs> He's not enunciating at all. What's Enunciate. going on? Uh, but when they get back to the White House, of course, they hear about the, the child be, be beating, being beaten. And Alex gets that info from Seth that he's 17. And then this is my the lamest line. Tommy's the same age as Leo. Like, oh does my that gosh, matter? I know. Does that matter? I could be any age. What does that matter? Are we angry because it's Leo? Or are we well we're it's, angry for both reasons? Uh, it's, the so real, why? Does the that realist matter? in me is coming out in that it's a it's a good line for script. Oh, it was that that line just killed me. Like great. Same age as Leo. Oh, yeah, like, Leo. Alex, please have a Maybe seat. Maybe it should have been Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I take that. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and then we find out how, how, how ineffective the attorney general, uh, people from the attorney general's office are. They basically can just not really agree on any sort of advice to give Tom on how he should proceed with the Michigan situation. Does he do an executive uh, mm-hmm. exec- executive order? Does he try to just do a presidential proclamation that really has just an empty gesture? Or does he try to declare martial law? Nobody can really decide which is the best course of action for him to take. Great. Yeah. So uh, thanks, awesome. guys. That was a really effective Making scene. It real easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, and then we have the general talking to Aaron, trying like, "Hey, what's the deal? What's going on here?" Uh, and then we find out the moment I called my shot for this episode when all of a sudden Tom did. gets a call, and I knew exactly what this call was going to be. And we find out that young boy in Michigan was killed due to the internal injuries he suffered from the beating. You of called the police. that That's awful. literally like a few seconds before oh. you yeah. said, "I know what this call is." Yeah, was... before we got any info. Oh, guys, didn't even know what it was regarding. Of course, the writing's on the wall. Look at that. <laughs> Oh, God, that's camping hands just crushing me. Good Lord. That's spending all those time outdoors. Loves that's right. camping. Did you guys know that? Michael loves to go camping. Loves the camper <laughs> in my V-neck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, luckily, though, our girl Stratton, uh, she's able. She has a connection with Royce. They served on a committee together, so she's finally able to get him on the line, something that uh, Kirkman has been unable to other than their very first conversation since then, hasn't been able to get on the phone since. It did not go well. No, because he doesn't recognize Kirkman's authority. Doesn't you know? Just because it was a, a constitutional act doesn't mean that you're my president, and I'm the one that's you know I'm the highest authority in the land here in Michigan, and I don't answer to you. I'm like, oh, all right, sure. Okay, we'll get with it because now he's the president. Yes, he's not Mr. Kirkman. He's Mr. President. And then we have we get Kirkman's moment. Every yeah. episode we get Kirkman's moment here, and this was his, where he kind of you know, he plays a little blind man, mm-hmm. or not blind man's buff, but he bluffs Royce. He, he should go gambling for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, and I feel like he, everybody, Ali, uh, uh, Aaron really liked it. Uh, mm-hmm. Stratton, uh, they, they, they he all, proves himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. that like, was good. Yeah, he's like, all right, this guy could be the president. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering again that it's it's what I talked about at the beginning of. They started the episode again on a low, and so last week was low to high. This week started off on a low again, and we left it on a high. And I'm just wondering if that's what they're trying. I mean, when does that end? Are we are going to continue? What's the beginning of next week going to look like? You know, just given what we well, I guess we'll get to that in a second. Oh, how what I think mm-hmm. how that's going to be. Uh, but lastly, there we get uh, uh, Tom talks to Seth a little bit about the profiling that he got from the police earlier, and. Uh, Says, hey, if you need somebody from Secret Service to take you home, you can do that. And Seth says, no, I'm going to walk through. And he goes through a little memorial shrine that's being built. The police officer that was there comes by again. and You knew that was coming. They have that little yeah. moment. Yeah, we, we all lost people in here. So. It's interesting to see the dynamics between the main characters of their learning who they can trust. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people who haven't worked together and don't know each other. Uh, directors and officials and the president working with all these new people who are on his staff and they're all learning who they can trust. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for the moment. I feel like we got to get Hannah Wells and president Kirkman in the same room together. I feel like that's the one like missing piece that we're seeing there. Cause I mm-hmm. feel like she has some thoughts that Kirkman needs to hear. And so well, let's make a prediction. Will it happen next week? Well, as we, before we get to that, all we do is we let end the episode where there is a survivor found and that'll lead us into some hot prediction talk. Cause we get You're a survivor. TV predictions. I think we already know who that person is. It's Scott. We know that Scott it, lives. I believe Ben in the chat said that it is not Scott, I and trust I trust ben. ben. Yep. Yeah. There you go, Renee. Yes. Yep. Michael goes camping too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, given what we saw there, we there's a survivor in play. Uh, Hannah's got some, you know, stuff she got. She has to tell the president. We saw the uh, the little teasers for next week. Renee, what do you think? Okay, I still think it's an insider job for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sticking with that. I also think that, I don't know if it's going to be one episode or two episodes, but Hannah is going to somehow get a meeting with Kirkman that's not approved and then tell him her thoughts. Once she has more information, I think this uh, survivor is going to give her some insight, even if other people don't listen, because they'll be like, well, he just survived a traumatic injury, he doesn't know what he's saying, blah, blah, blah. She's going to like take what he says seriously, get some more information, then somehow get to the president to, um, to give her thoughts. And I, and I think out of all the people on the show, um, Tom would be the one to listen and actually um, take in what she's saying. I feel that that's the moment, though, like as soon as she has that meeting, it gets back to uh, Atwood. Atwood wants to get rid of her. Then like, you can't oh, go yeah. around me. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then Kirkman comes back like, this is the only wrong. woman I can trust. Yep. Atwood, you're gone. Here comes <laughs> Hannah. She's Hannah. in charge now. She's cool. And Scott's so dead. Anyways, that's, a, that's the <laughs> conclusion of my predictions. I just oh. tweeted out to see if I was the only one who thinks Scott oh my is alive. Oh, well, we've got plenty of time to see the results of that tweet. <laughs> um, all right, Abs, what do you think? Um, uh, still think it's an inside job. Um, I think it. I think it could could it be an inside job and have connection to Sakar? Hmm? In who which knows? case, the general comes back and says, "See, I told you so." Adds another dynamic to it. Um, because at some point, I feel the general has to be right. Because that will give him more leverage of what he thinks he can do. 
you can use the I told you so card because he is someone who would use the I told you so card. Yeah, he would. Yeah, I mean, I feel like somebody in but, that position couldn't get there by being a complete idiot. So he's got to be right about things. Yeah. You'd hope not. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. A couple people were pitching is the survivor yeah, uh, one of the people who was in on it. You know, what are the, uh, I'm going to be curious about the survivor though, the interview with him, because what are the odds are somebody that survived that, but then also happens to have any sort of relevant information to be able to offer. You have to be just in that right spot to see somebody do something. And there's so many places to be in that building. It's a huge building. Yeah. So. Man, a lot of people are thinking that the survivor is part of the, part of the bombing. Man, that's a, uh, that's a, that's a dangerous gambit to take as a survivor. Like I'm part of it, but I'm going to risk it guys. I'm going to stay in the building to make sure. I'm going to, but I'm going to survive. I'm going to stay just far enough where I get injured enough, but I still make it. (laughs) Hopefully not. There's only one way to find out. Watch next week's episode. episode. Uh, I'll predict that uh, Leo goes into just a really gentle coma. (laughs) Uh, and, and you know it's a, it's a really like pleasant too much, coma too much pot or yeah coke where or... it's just like you know he you know in fact the doctors say hey he's he's really comfortable he's well cared for you don't, don't even visit need to, him yeah you don't even need to come and visit him just know that he's safe that's my prediction there for Leo a great prediction thanks everybody uh, so that's gonna do it for this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show uh, for, <laughs> for Cats Abs and Kirkman <laughs> uh, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop in the chat. We loved having you on there today. It's uh, thank been you. great. Yes, thank you for telling Michael that he's wrong about Scott surviving, thank Ben. You. We appreciate that. Uh, folks, if you want to continue the conversation, even after the show's over, Renee, where can they find you? Hey, guys. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. And check out my blog, CatsLipstickLA.com. Cats! I'm Michael Klaus. You can follow me on Twitter at MichaelKlausTV. On Instagram, at the only MC. Interact with me. I'm very interested. I think Scott's alive. Oh, my goodness. I know I'm not the only one. (laughs) He's got to be the only one. He's got to be. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. And we'll see you next week here for another hot episode of the Designated Survivor After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. See From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 